The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, and that's we're pointing at Sue Timberlake, so <gasps> <laughs> that's your cue. <laughs> and now we're pointing at genre. That's his cue? cue to, you know, press I the I give buttons. the cues here. Okay. Look, look at me, Mike. Look at me, Mike. I'm the producer now. Understood. <laughs> Was that Q Anon that we heard from? No. Anonymous? No, never mind. No, no, there's no anonymous people on this show. Um, Though I understand if if you two wish I would stop giving your names as I introduce myself. (laughs) (laughs) That ship has long ago sailed. Not necessarily uh, the opinions. (laughs) I know it's hard to actually acknowledge other people within your sphere, and we really appreciate your, your effort. Oh, gee, that's great. (laughs) There are other people? (laughs) Well, I mean, obviously there's there there are other people. Somebody has to be paying attention to me. Yeah. (laughs) Only in relation to you. That is such a good point. (laughs) (laughs) Who am I without an audience? I don't know. I I wonder where they are, the audience. I just uh, it is not we. We have that, met the enemy and out there trapped in their bunkers <laughs> listening to me, I guess. <laughs> that is blowing my mind right now. <laughs> of course I acknowledge other people. I need an audience. Wow. <laughs> uh, I think that's gotta be a tagline for the show. Just, I, I gotta I gotta sit with that for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. like yeah. a truth of the universe. Yeah. 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 Wow. I'm thinking about it. like it's like looking into infinity. Well, all I see are stars. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I, I, I am, of course, trying to be funny and making jokes about my uh, being a total narcissist, you know. But I mean, it's it's not with an element of truth, which I guess is part of why it might be it's funny. funny. It's especially funny. <laughs> I hope it's mostly funny. <laughs> so to have so talented people hear you and then John Radamus, I mean, exactly, this show is just rocking. Exactly. So, um, and we do love to hear from that audience uh, with whatever they want to tell us, uh, not limited to how awesome my voice is or how smart I am or how I'm so handsome and dreamy. Anyway, sorry. Um, Am I though? (laughs) Nightmare maybe. Anyway, um, you can get in touch with us through email at civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org. Tweet at civilpoliticsfm to get us on Twitter. And log on to facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio to find stuff for us there. Uh, We do also have our own website. If you want to listen to previous episodes of the show, catch some of the supplemental episodes we've done and see other good stuff, and that's civilpoliticsradio.com. Also, since we're back live in the studio, praise be to vaccines. (laughs) Why do I hear Delta Dawn singing in the... (laughs) Well, we can talk about that in a sec. But uh, while we're in the studio, John was actually able to do that whole look, look up things we say and post references as we go. And he uses the hashtag civil references or <clears throat> occasionally when I speak too quickly, civil corrections uh, to f- make it easier for folks to follow along at home. 
So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, did, did you guys see that the, this apparently has been the, the hottest June in North America ever? No, but I knew they were breaking records everywhere, but they yeah. sort of said, oh, because all the numbers are in for June, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they can do the... And and one of the hottest, you know, like the fourth hottest over for the world overall, yeah. And uh, and apparently, I just saw a report on NPR that uh, there's an estimate uh, by some biologists out in the Pacific Northwest that a billion sea creatures were killed by the extreme heat. I mean, a lot of it was, you know, shellfish. So, I mean, you know, like it's easy to get, get up to a billion when you've got a lot of little tiny animals, but still a lot of animals. Is that just like in a gallon of water that that happened? Just kidding. I <laughs> think it needs more than a gallon, but yeah. you know, so a lot of, you know, mussels and Goniolocks and that's red tide and the little Chris, never mind. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember uh red tide being reported there, but you know, so it's, it's an issue. And, uh, I think he, heat kills it. So yeah. I don't know. I thought heat actually brought it out. I thought the whole point was that like heat promoted the algal blooms that it feeds. No? Yeah, bread tide's funny. It's kind of. It's here. been yeah. a while since I thought about it. I mean, the, the thing is that heat, it's like. It's a window where it's it, happy. Yeah. If it gets, it, like you can, if it gets warm and you leave food out, then mold grows. If it, if you put it in the oven, then the mold dies. That is true. And so, so red tide is more of a northern adventure. So, it's, well, I think when and it's <laughs> and it's because it normally likes it a little colder. It happens. Than this, it happens in the Gulf of Mexico too. It, yeah, it, it does. It definitely happens in, in in warmer climates. But you know, when it gets to be as hot as it was in the Pacific Northwest recently with the heat dome, then it might well have, have died out. Mm. Certainly, I also saw a report, um, and I forget where, but I think I sent John with the link, just suggesting that there we might be experiencing as many as 5 million extra deaths per year around the world because of uh, extreme COVID. heat caused oh. by climate change. COVID is a whole other thing. They just made 5 million. Didn't it make 5 million deaths this week? COVID, I think. It might well have. Yeah, I think, I think I saw that about a couple nights ago, maybe midweek. That they they hit five million worldwide or something. Actually, so Sue, since you've you know uh, spent a bit of time in you know research labs working on things like epidemiology and whatnot, uh, you are more qualified than I to maybe speculate on this subject. I but, do know how to do an odds ratio. Well, so fair enough. And I don't even know what that is. So <laughs> there we go. I was making a pun actually, but that's okay. I. <laughs> I'm so ignorant. I didn't even understand the pun. Uh, so, what's the you know the ratio of odds in this? Never mind. It's 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 yeah. I'm I'm too tired to make the joke. I was just pointing out that you guys are odd. So that two, I am odd. Two of the three people in the room are odd. They, never mind. Well, it was three people. It, it is was weak. It yeah, was yeah. weak. It was a week. Yes. Anyway. So you'll have to keep us even. <laughs> You're calling us odd. I was calling you too odd compared to me. Sure. Because I'm conservative. I mean, so. I'll wear that. <laughs> oh, that. Okay. I was going to say, I no, don't, you I are don't. an odd person as well. <laughs> I don't know that. Look who you hang out with. I think we're all eccentric in our own special ways here. Uh, you can I think, only be eccentric if you're rich. So what, just one of us. Yeah, I, oh. think, I, I think I'm the only one who, who meets the buy-in requirement on that. But, <laughs> but I'll, I'll accept being odd. Um People have been telling me I'm weird my whole life, and and I realized, like about thirty years ago, I realized, you know what? I don't. I, I think it must be true because I <laughs> honestly no, because I don't understand why people are saying that to me. Like I just did something that seems totally normal or rational. People are like that's so weird, and I'm like, why? And I'm like, you know, 
the really weird people, you know, being weird is a little like being crazy. You know, if you honestly don't understand why other people say you're crazy and everybody's saying it, maybe you are. <laughs> so, you know, because you'd be the last to know. So anyway, um, so thanks for listening to Civil Politics, Aaron Valley Free Radio, <laughs> as we sort Send of- Send us money yeah. so we can get real hosts on all these shows. And yeah, right. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> So, so that's th- a mean thing to say about all those other hosts. <laughs> I know. It's wicked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what's going on in the world today? Yeah. Well, well actually, that was that was sort of what I was wondering about uh, or wanted to sort of segue You can ask me briefly. a question before I... Related to COVID. Um, and I know you actually had something interesting to say about Tucker Carlson, and we'll get to that in a second. But I just... Um, so I was looking at vaccination rates around the country, and I noticed like, you know, they're leveling off and, and whatnot. But what I noticed is like even in states like Massachusetts and California where we're continuing to make progress and we're continuing to get more people vaccinated, I just noticed like uh, I think it was uh, uh, June 1st, I think 67% of the state yeah, had, had, <laughs> had had at least one COVID injection. Um, so – and I noticed that July – you know, I think today – the fully vaccinated rate is only 62.9%. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. If half the state had gotten at least one jab over a month ago, why aren't we... Because like, they never got the other jab. Oh, of course. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. All right. Yeah. And everybody else got... Some other people got... Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Actually, that was really obvious. I'm stupid for not having thought no, of it myself. No, because no, they're careful. Sometimes when they say stuff, they're, they're really – I think the public health folks are really trying to encourage people who aren't vaccinated to get vaccinated. So, And then they'll tell people to wear masks, and that kind of sets it back a little bit because people are like, well, if I still have to wear a mask if I get vaccinated – what should I? They're playing a little. Um, they're doing a lot of um, d- demagoguery, you know, just trying to motivate people to get vaccinated. The truth is, no one knows what herd immunity is for this because it's a new right creature. Because you would know right. what herd immunity would right. be for measles, and you would know what it would be. Right. It would be different and, for and different dis- right different diseases like measles. The the level of quote unquote herd immunity is a lot higher than for say uh, cold uh, and flu, whooping cough. Yeah, because. Uh, measles is much more infectious, I believe. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. So those numbers, so they always kind of shoot for the, you know, what would be a good number. But the truth is that we probably all should wear masks in close environments for until uh, Delta Dawn is gone. I actually, I just ordered a, a new, a uh, couple of more boxes of uh, uh, KN95 masks for myself. Oh, so. you get really good ones. Yeah. I just do the cloth. I, adventure, I, I, as I you figured can I'm going to, I'm going to throw it out. Well, because. As our listeners may well know, the point of wearing a mask, of, of any kind of mask, the most basic thing it does is it protects other people from whatever you, you got. have. Yep. And only a high-grade filter mask is going to really protect you from what other people have. Um, so and if you're going to do it, do it so that it protects both of you. Yeah, good right. point. But I mean, yeah. But like I keep a couple of cloth masks in the car and if I, if I, if I were ever to start feeling like, oh, I think I might you know, have to worry – then I would just start wearing a yeah. mask around everywhere. Yeah. yeah, so I still do. I'm fully vaccinated, but I still do it. And at work, if somebody comes in who has a mask on, I pull mine up just because it's a courtesy. It's it's almost like, a, yeah. you know, you're protecting me and I'm going to do the same for you because, you know, who knows some of these new variants, what they'll be like. And- That's true. That's true. Um, and how... Um, have you uh, how much of the reporting you've seen about the new variants? How much uh, uh, 
like how worried should we be and and what oh, I don't boy I don't know it's hard if you don't like I don't have the access to scientific literature like I used to yeah you know I don't have all the subs, you know millions yeah, yeah, of yeah. subscriptions yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff because those paywall the, the paywalls for academic literature can be substantial sometimes oh it's huge really well, it's a huge racket that needs to be dealt with by competent adults other than me oh but free yeah. market yeah. <laughs> well and there's Come a on. lot there's a lot of work that goes into that and one of the things that a lot of the magazines did when COVID first hit, which I thought was really good, is they actually lowered the paywall. So there was no paywall for any article about COVID. So you couldn't see anything else in the magazine. Yeah. But any of the newly published anything, they put right up on the front yeah. where you could get to it. And they were doing that so that knowledge would be shared. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was pretty good. I, I don't know if they're still doing that or not. I think, you know, it probably depends on whether it's of great interest or just very narrow yeah. interest. So, but yeah, I don't think they know. I, I heard Dr. Fauci say the other day that they know it's absolutely Delta. The variant we're talking about is very much more contagious than the existing. And it's becoming COVID. dominant here in the U.S. I've read. Yeah. Though I, I've, bec but, I'm a little, I, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was going to say, but they do not know if it makes you sicker. They, they're collecting the data, but they, they think it might make you much sicker, mm. but they don't know yet. And the problem the third problem is that as much as that circulates, it will, you know, there'll be new strains spinning off from it. So if you don't sort of stop it, then we're going to, we're going to have a million attempts of having a new variant and, you know, so and, we'll have more. And we'll need boosters for everybody. And Yeah. Now Pfizer just announced a booster and they're trying to get, um, what do you call it? Emergency authorization. But the FDA is actually dragging its feet a little bit with that because they need to keep making the vaccine for the world. Yeah. And to start making boosters and start circling back is not necessary. Necessary. They, they're not sure it's necessary. I Oh, I see. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's sort of like a nicety, but I, I, one of the problems that you know uh, uh, science faces and you know, scientists face in doing their work is how certain are we? How 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 certain are we that our procedures are are accurate and uh, that our data is good and and that we're drawing good conclusions and whatnot? And that that takes time and 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 care. And um, probabilities are really only probabilities. Right. <laughs> They're not. Right. And that's yeah. right. And that's why, you know, gathering more data. So it's like, well, we've got a really large data set. So if, if in fact it's all just random chance, the odds are now like, what is it? One in 30 million, I think is the point where it's like, yeah, okay, we can trust it. Yeah. I, I think it depends on what you're measuring. That's and, true. I, yeah. I'm mostly like five, I forget what five Sigma is exactly, but <laughs> you know, the physicists are like, we're now, you know, three Sigma of certainty about whether or not these, you know, this result about dark matter means whatever. Anyway. So, um, <clears throat> so I, I worry about that in part because, um, uh, not only did I notice like this weird thing where it's like, you know, if everybody, if, if 60 people had, you know, 60% had this shot, had the shot a month ago, but why are we not at that much Im immunity? Yeah. But the other thing is I noticed like in a number of states, uh, states that are really controlled low. by Republicans. Arkansas, I have family in Arkansas. Right. Well, not, And we're all worried about, they have their shots, but well, they're worried. Well, about, there's not, a big problem in Missouri as and well. Missouri, well, yeah. Well, the, the, the other thing to notice about that is if you look at the numbers, like I looked at COVID Act now, and if you look at the numbers in Massachusetts, I think overall, I think it's fifty-two percent of the state has is is listed as having total immunity. I think, and then 
I'm actually, I might be misremembering. So, but the thing I noticed was like, whatever the number of people that the percentage of people that has total immunity, and then you've got an, a, a, another percentage of people on top of that, that's had at least one Some. shot. Yep. And it's a 9% gap. So like 9% more people have had at least one shot in Massachusetts than have had all the shots for the full course of treatment. And in California, it's like, a, I think it's 12%. And in Hawaii, it's, it's like, I think also double digits and whatnot. So one if you look at ten that got a shot didn't get a second shot, or of, or yeah, yeah. or just got a shot and has yet to get nope. the second one, yep. but you know they will. But if you if you if you look at uh, say Arkansas or Louisiana, it's like thirty three percent have gotten the full course, and then only another three percent have gotten one shot. So like the the gap between people who have had the full course and people who are at least theoretically getting it is very small. And in states like Massachusetts and Vermont and California and New York, it's a much bigger gap. It's showing like we are continuing to actually immunize people. And, and California is up to 50% uh, of the population has full uh, vaccine, vaccine produced immunity. And given how big California is, that's a significant number of people. Yeah. This is something I, this is something that I, uh, I know I talked about uh, a while ago when we were talking about vac vaccinations. Having a two-course um, vac vaccine is, I, I think, is one one of the reasons why we don't have uh, a lot of, um, like, a higher uh, number of, of vaccinations. Like the the amount of the the vaccines that need to be cold stored, the vaccines that you have to get a shot and then come back in four weeks, it's uh, it's two a barrier. Weeks, two to three, yeah, it, yeah, yeah it, it's an obstacle to to completion and and to even start it. Yeah, and the um, you know, so the, the Johnson and Johnson vaccine was really good. God, I was so happy when they came out with that. Yeah, it was. It just you don't have to worry about. Uh, refrigerating it, you can just get one shot and you're done. That's that is how we if if we can get more vaccines like that that are more effective. I know that Johnson Johnson isn't as effective as Pfizer. I think it depends. It really depends. It yeah. depends. Okay, but uh, if we can get more of those, more vaccines like that, or if Pfizer can knock it down to like one one shot, then I think they're more going people, for three. They just went for a third shot for people. That's that. They're, yeah, the they're, booster or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah, they're saying if they actually do that, it may just be for certain people like over seventy that are going to have trouble. God, I hope so. Mounting because, a mounting because can you imagine three shots in one year and you you got one, then you got another one, then you yeah. six months get another one. That 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 will seem, be hard to keep up. I think. Well, all right, yeah, yeah that that doesn't sound crazy to me, given that coronaviruses, you know, are are difficult to 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 develop immunity against and whatnot. But yeah, no. um, I, I think do, it develops. It just doesn't last. Yeah. Right, so you got to maintain it. Hence, boosters. Same with tetanus, for example. Well, colds are like that, and flu is like that. Yeah. So, um, kind of. So, uh, in fact, many coronaviruses are yes. colds and flu. Actually, flu. I mean, colds, not flu. Yes. Anywho, John, you were so saying? Uh, <laughs> there is something that that I do want to let everybody know that Sue, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Um, the Massachusetts. Everybody in Massachusetts that's listening, there is a a lottery for people that have been vaccinated, like in other states, they've actually gone and done oh, it. Money, yeah, oh, yeah, cash yeah. money, yeah, yeah. You just perked up. <laughs> the conservative perked Capital up when we talked about money. Um, 
the if you go to vaxmillionsgiveaway.com uh-huh basically you go there you register and it compares your name to the records that they have for vaccinated residents in Massachusetts right um if you're an adult then there is a chance to win like a million dollars like they're going to choose like a few people to give a million dollars to and if you're under 16 if you're a kid you can register as well and you get like a a grant for your education or something like that oh man what a rip off for the kids but yeah they don't deserve money i disagree entirely but <laughs> i don't want to, i don't want a 12 year old to have a million dollars i'm sorry well i don't i don't blame you <laughs> there probably start a company but, what but, do you what are you, you worried about 16 so. oh yeah yeah like 12 yeah okay but um <laughs> and if, the, is the vaccine available for kids as young as 12 now yes oh okay i thought it was still at 18 no so it's uh it, 12 and up 12 and up so um actually there's uh there there's some new guidelines out for schools reopening in in the fall uh and they do want to keep in place social distancing, but vaccinated children um, might not have to wear a mask. Uh, mask. This is CDC guidelines. It's not like regulation or anything like that. Uh, but uh, I was just reading about the giveaway thing. Less than half of Massachusetts residents have signed up for it. I didn't know about it, but I'll, I, I, I like money. Why, yeah. I'll sign up for it. So how many residents in Massachusetts Altogether, there's what about four million? Well, there are about four million uh, uh, registered voters, so I think it's about six million in total, including non-registered adults. So sixty-two percent have a vaccination. I'm doing the math. So the question is, what's the odds for winning a million dollars? Oh, if only tiny. Who cares? Yeah. If only, well, only no, it's one point eight million of the four point four point two four million people eligible have registered for the Vax Million giveaway. Yep. So and it's 1.8 million. So you oh, got a you got a it's you know, a lottery. Odds odds are odds are tiny. <laughs> one in a million. No, they're they're not bad. One in a million is not bad. Oh yeah, no, no. I'm happy to here's the thing. But we <laughs> all want I have more to, people to do that. <laughs> all, all all I have to do is get the vaccine I was gonna get anyways. Sure. I yeah. I mean talk about easy. Unless they're Heck. selling your data. Woo, that's a conservative I mean, being they, scared. They already have the, it. The state already has our data. That's yeah. the whole point. I mean, yeah, but it puts it on the, in this in this... It's the same system. It's, uh, it's run no, by the state. No, this this state has millions of systems. Some are more safe than others. Yeah, but okay. The thing is... The lottery <laughs> system isn't that it, great. This isn't the lottery system. This is them comparing the this your name to vaccination records, which they already have. This isn't like, but you got to type it in for them to. Yeah, yeah. So in other words, if <laughs> if it confirms that you're that you are things, vaccinated, it then forwards your information to the lottery commission to be in the special drawing. Is that it? I have no. I'll look into it. <laughs> okay, that's exactly the hole I'm talking about right there. So anyway. okay, so then they have your, your most paranoid conservative on this talk. They show. have your information <laughs> uh, that they. Paranoid and conservatives. They had behind the firewall. They now have. Do you think? Do you know for a fact that that this other system that you didn't know about has a isn't having a firewall? It, I assume it's in the. You assume. I assume that it's in the. Yeah, you assume. Mass the mass. <laughs> 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 it, it would be under the a all the all the assumptions aren't knowledge. I, it's true. All the vaccine stuff would be in the health side of the government's 
systems and they are pretty good with firewalls, those guys over there in that agency. So I'm just saying if they kept the vaccination stuff where they keep all the public health stuff, there is a good firewall over there where they have the lottery and the rest of it. Probably not. So I'll look into if this is being run by the state lottery. I, it's 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 okay. It's all right. Don't worry. Shh, 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 shh. Okay. <laughs> well, look, conservatism and paranoia go hand in hand, and they have for some oh, time. Uh, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> and now we're going to go on to talk about Tucker Carlson. So well, this is going to be fun. Par- <laughs> speaking of paranoid conservatives, I always liked him. I don't know what happened to him. Uh, he's, he's a panderer. He's, he's turned he's, into a he's, panderer. He's 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 so the the modern sensibility. Uh, this uh, uh, the the literary uh, critic and Tolkien scholar Tom Shippey pointed this out, and I thought it was a really good observation. Like the modern sensibility, of course, is you know Lord Acton's uh, famous observation that you know power corrupts. And, you know, power tends to corrupt and absolute power corrupts absolutely. <clears throat> so the idea is like, you know, like the more you can, the more you can act uh, however you like. Unilaterally. The more corrupt you become. Um, but. Probably just true of men. But, but the Anglo-Saxons had uh, a, a different attitude towards power. And I think there's some truth to that too, uh, which is quite simply, a man does as he is when he does as he likes. And I think Tucker Carlson is a man who does as he likes. I think this is who he's always been. And yeah. And so uh, the the news that- So uh, that's you guys not missed- speculation, where my speculation about where they would hold health data in the state is, okay, all right. This is my opinion. If we him. didn't have double standards, we wouldn't have any standards at all. That's, that's so true. <laughs> I'm quoting Dolly Parton. <laughs> Um, anyway so Tucker Carlson I didn't know this story John was telling us before the show apparently he filed a FOIA request to see if the NSA was tracking him and there's something to it okay so what happened what what happened was uh, a little while ago like last week or something like that I forget I'll post it Um, Tucker Carlson went on his show and said hey there is we have a source that let us know that we're being investigated by the NSA. They're they're looking into our texts and our emails, and I'm very mad about it. This is government run amok. Look what happened with Biden. Oh my God! Right? And they're um, looking into his 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 TV show. I guess, yeah, yeah like people Fox. that work work yeah. on t- on on his TV show or something like that. It comes out the, the last few days that. He was like everybody was like, yeah, okay, Tucker, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> all right, Tuck, you're not Tuck. that important. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> you're you're Tucker Carlson. They don't care. Apparently, they did. They are. They. He was a part of an investigation because he was in contact with uh, like American based um, uh, arm of of a Russian news agency. He was talking to them about getting Putin on his show. He was talking to foreign nationals. So he, so he flagged himself. Yeah. And they just looked into yeah. it, which they would normally do. Yeah. And this is this investigation, I think, started under Trump. 
<laughs> right. Yeah, you said 2019. Well, he, yeah. The thing is that he sent the he he said, "Oh, we we sent a FOIA request to see what's going on. We're going to get to the bottom of this." His FOIA request was, oh, it was apparently limited. Like, yeah. Well, no, he well, said it, it was limited, but yeah. he said, uh, "Give us information going back to 2019." It was like three lines. There was no specificity, nothing. It was just you have. We want all, everything that you're investigating us on to, to back to 2019, up until the right. election, basically. I kind guess. Of. Well, yeah. well, it would include things that, things that the Biden administration <laughs> is doing, but it also includes anything from the second half of the Trump administration. Yeah, well, basically. So, in other words, if if you know the the Trump uh, uh, if the NSA under the Trump administration had been looking into him for, you know. Like, is he having improper contact with Russian intelligence officials? We don't know. Let's actually have a look. You know, that would be entirely, that would satisfy that uh, Freedom of Information Act require, uh, request. And it would be indeed true. The NSA had indeed looked into people at your show while stuff you were doing, but it wouldn't have been the Biden administration. <laughs> <laughs> so who knows? I yeah. mean, I, I don't. I, I just heard about this from you guys, so I don't yeah. have like a. I don't well, have a I firm understanding of it, but John Radamus is the one who found this story. So mm. yeah, it was really. It, <laughs> it was just kind of funny because uh, I saw someone or someone come like uh, posted like, "Oh, the Democrats all laughed about it," and I'm like, "Who would have guessed? <laughs> this was not on my bingo card no. for this year. Like, what's?" <laughs> Tucker Carlson being investigated by the National Security Agency because he was trying to get Putin, the the guy that hates us <laughs> or, or just wants to screw with us constantly on his show. What well, did you think was going to happen, my dude? Like I, what? <laughs> I, and I don't I I'm sure that there are other. Did he News go agencies, proper channels, or anything? No, he just well, got. He what are the proper channels? Him. He's a private person. Mm -hmm. He can reach out to the Russian government and say, "By the way, we are a news agency. We would like to have the leader of this important nation in the world come on our show oh, and dear. talk to one of our journalists." I hope I haven't triggered us being investigated. Right. <laughs> what did you do, Sue? <laughs> it turns out. It turns out Captain Planet isn't a real person. Are you trying <laughs> to get us to do Ray? <laughs> Oops, I couldn't help it. It just slipped out. <laughs> oh, God. Now we have like the Stay Puff Martian Man of, like, <laughs> going down to your. Uh, so, yeah. That's, so, a, that's a great image, though. It, it's not. It's frightening as hell. Um, so, yeah, Tucker Carlson. Good old, good old Tuck Tuck. But yeah. I, I would imagine a FOIA request might reveal, you know, similar NSA attention to, you know, an email from, say, you know, Rachel Maddow at MSNBC or Mehdi Hassan on Peacock, you know, just like, like, is it possible that they might have reached out to uh, uh, foreign dignitaries to see if they can line up an interview? Right. I, sure. And Andrea Mitchell reports, right? right. From I, I, Mubarak's, you know. I, I, I am no fan of Tucker Carlson, but, you know, like, and, and. Lord knows, for all I know, he is involved in shady shenanigans and conspiracies with foreign governments or something. I have no idea. Or wants to be. Or wants to be. <laughs> Who knows? I don't, Everybody I don't have... wants to be like a player, right? There. Right. I, I, I've heard that apparently he's uh, – uh, uh, I can't remember who it was, but I think a journalist for the Washington Post said that like Tucker Carlson has a habit of being a source for other – journalist writing about Fox News is like an inside source at Fox News and he'll anonymously leak to people all the time. But, you know, anyway. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't seem at all surprising to me that that this is what might, might this might be true. It, it's it's entirely appropriate journalism, it sounds like to me. 
Anyway, um, why don't we take a short break and we can ruminate on uh, on on how to contact uh, important leaders and get them onto journalistic shows. Um, and how we could do it too. And um, actually, everyone who's come on the show is because of Sue, basically. So that's great. Anyway, um, yeah, we're going to play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs, keep the FCC happy. And we'll be back with more civil politics here on Valley Free Radio in just a couple of minutes. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's subculture music program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. Hi, I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now! You're listening to Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM in Northampton, Massachusetts. Today, community broadcasting is more important than ever. Corporate interests affect what music we hear on commercial radio, and real news and opinion take a backseat to ratings and profits. Valley Free Radio is owned by its members, operated by volunteers, its programming created by your friends and neighbors, and it's wholly supported by the community. Please consider going to www.valleyfreeradio.org donate to support free speech in the Pioneer Valley. Thank you so much. Everybody needs help sometimes. Seven out of 10 Americans are one paycheck away from being homeless. In Massachusetts alone, there are 10 new homeless families a day. One in four people will have a mental illness at some point in their life. A brain injury can change a person's life in an instant. ServiceNet helps more than 10,000 people each year. Every day, we help children with behavioral issues. We work with babies suffering from developmental delays. We shelter the homeless. We offer residential programs for people with severe mental illness, developmental disabilities, traumatic brain injuries, and substance addiction. And that's just the beginning of what we do. We are here when you need us. We have five outpatient counseling centers with convenient locations in Hampshire, Franklin, Hamden, and Berkshire counties. At ServiceNet, we believe that everybody has the ability to live a meaningful life, and we're here to help make that happen. For more information, please check our website at servicenet.org. Sundays at 10 a.m., WXOJ's radio show, Occupy the Airwaves, has the latest news from the occupation movement, locally, regionally, nationally, and around the planet. Tune in at 103.3 FM or webcasting at www.valleyfreeradio.org. Blogging at occupytheairwaves.wordpress.com. Listeners can call into the show at 413-585-1033. The Forbes Library staff would like to remind you of the incredible resource that you have in your local public library. We have tens of thousands of books for you to check out, music CDs, movies, newspapers from around the region, the state, and the country. We have a wide variety of magazines and free computer and internet access every day. We also have our incredible reference services there to help you answer particularly vexing problems. All of this is free, locally available at 20 West Street in Northampton. So come by and check us out in person or at www.forbeslibrary.org or call 587-1011 for more information. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. 
John Radamus is still pushing the buttons. Sue Timberlake's still holding down the right flank. <laughs> and I'm still doing all the talking because it's all about me. <laughs> I'm getting a lot of bucking over here on the right flank. It's amazing trying to hold this down with the party and the shambles it's in. I don't know what's good. You were talking about voting, actually. really doesn't. It's not hard. <laughs> yeah, the bucking just you let guys, it go. You guys just welcome it. And I think that's a plan. <laughs> yeah, just to have a, yeah. Just, okay. Just ride it out, ride out the uh, washboard. Yeah. I well the um the the so the two Supreme Court cases uh uh you know Brnovich versus the Democratic National Committee and the uh, Americans for Prosperity versus Bonta rulings last week um really follow up on uh you know the Shelby County and um I can't remember the other uh, ruling right now but like over the past few years the Supreme Court has basically destroyed. Uh, campaign finance regulations saying, you, you know, there's no, you, you know, limits on donations or limits on speech, but at least we have- For people, it, it's still limited, but for corporations, it is right. not. Yeah. But, it, but it, at least, you know, people can't be giving money in secret. Oh, wait, yeah, now following <laughs> the ruling in California, yeah, we can. Yep. And yes, the Voting Rights Act preclearance was, uh, you know, was, was wrong, but people can still, you know, sue because of under Section 2 for actual, you know, dis racist disparities in outcome. Oh, but no, we can't. Yeah. And because on top of that, we've got these uh, voter suppression measures that have been passed all over the country by, you know, state and local Republican governments, you know, allowing them to like restrict who can vote and when they can vote. And and also, uh, in some cases, whether or not they they can just toss out the results of the election if the state legislature decides not to accept them. Like, we're, we're not going to have a democracy, uh, you know, unless the For the People Act goes through and the feds sort of supersede all or this. Or the John Lewis version, which is pretty good. The John Lewis version won't address nearly all the problems, but it would be a step. Yeah, it would be a step. We really need both, and I, I don't like. I really don't know what's 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 going to happen. Um, and it's a stark contrast to like how things in New, in New York City have played out uh, with the recent primary elections uh, using ranked choice voting. It's, it, like it's 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 a night and day contrast. Uh, I'm sorry, John. You were. I was just going to say the um, if the if the the John Lewis. Uh, uh, bill that that basically tries to reinstate the um, the Voting Rights Act. If I'm yeah. rem if I'm remembering and understanding, yeah, and he's correctly. Got some, largely what it does, and yeah. he has some compromises for the Republicans yeah. a little bit. Just if to that sweeten it, yeah. If that came out before all these laws started getting passed, yeah, then it would have been it would have helped. It would have helped. This is we are in a post world right now. Like that that is the genie's out of the bottle. Like we need to have compre comprehensively uh, laws and protections, not just so it doesn't happen, but to roll back what has happened. Yeah. Because yeah, it's not retroactive. Well, yeah. And, and all of these measures that have been passed by Republican state governments like in Georgia and South Carolina and Michigan, like all of this- Texas. Texas. All of this is happening- uh, the impetus for this is the big Quickly lie. do it. The election, was the election was stolen for President Trump. It wasn't. There was just no the elections were the elections were free and they were fair and Trump lost. And that, you know, you refusal sure to, to acknowledge that is a great excuse for, well, basically undermining democracy. Well, you know, I I don't disagree with you really, but I I don't always think that's the impulse. I think some of the impulse is we just don't want these riffraff voting. 
I think that's I think that's really much more fundamental to what's going on. Well, I, I you know, I, I don't disagree that uh, a fundamental part of the Republican Party's ethos, especially as it's constituted these days, is racism. I absolutely agree. I said riffraff. I didn't say targeted. Yes. I just, I, riffraff <laughs> is coded language. Oh, it is. Well, <laughs> well, I'm reading between the lines anyways. I don't. It's, it's, well, and I was thinking more that, you know, a lot of people take the position a lot. You may not know any people that take the position. I don't. That uneducated voters shouldn't vote. The people that really don't know who the candidates are shouldn't be casting a vote because. Well, I, I agree. And that's why, you know, I think if we're going to have that measure, that would pretty much disqualify anybody who makes a point of watching Fox News on a regular basis. <laughs> because after all, Fox News is, you know, is the place to go where you, if you want to come to the belief that Barack Obama is a secret Muslim or that COVID was actually grown in a Chinese lab, or that the election was stolen from President Trump, or that climate change isn't real, or that cigarettes don't cause cancer. I mean, you name it. If if it's crap, it's Fox News is probably promoting it. I can see your 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 grimacing, Sue. So that's a lot to to dump on you. But I'm just I, I like, usually differentiate between a Opinion stuff and news stuff, but I I understand your concern about I that. I, I think Fox my, News is all of a piece. Yeah, I, I and don't I think, think a, a lot of folks in my party would say that about MSNBC, you know, and with its so its what? Sort of, yeah, so neither are very good news stations. Neither are very good news stations. I would agree with you. And totally I don't spend much time watching MSNBC. Also, so. uh, yeah. they there is C-SPAN a, is probably the best because it's unedited. You can see it for yourself. Well, that's not really a news agency. That's more of a, a news like that doesn't present news they don't do reporting as much as they they That's, show what's happening they, they, they turn show on it. cameras and let them roll yeah, yeah. There, there isn't yeah. any digestion of the of the of the information it's just it's not distilled yep. yeah they um if they wanted to if they want to be a news organization then they would have to take the information that they're giving to the public and uh investigate it break it down see see the and also see the effects that it's happening uh, because of that information. You know how C-SPAN does that? It's very s slick the way they do it. They actually do it through some of their book stuff. So they'll present an author who has an opinion, who's done a lot of the research on who the presidents were or whatever. Then that's and, just presenting a book. Yeah, but that's that's really where you get that distillation if you want it. That's so. not The editorial control comes into who they invite on to talk about their books. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's, that's not being a news... Like, That's kind of how NPR does it sometimes. Not really. No, they have investigative reporters. It it they pre don't. It presents a certain amount of. It it, it allows them to introduce a, a a slant or like an like an editorial perspective because it's like we're not going to have crazy McCrazerson on to talk about their theory about how Trump UFOs? is actually Jesus or something <laughs> like that. But you know, but we are going to have sober, serious Republican. Cokie Roberts about. spoke about the right, first exactly, ladies or whatever, something. Yeah. yeah so so inter anyway, well, I digress. Yeah. What I was, what I was going to say is that, um, uh, a lot of people like, I know that Fox, uh, news as an organization has a clear delineation between Fox news and Fox opinion. It, Hard um, to see when you're they, watching it. Though. They do. Yes, they do. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they say they do. But, no, no, no. I mean, I mean they, they do it officially. Right. They they say news is up until like seven o'clock. And then after that, we have the shows, which are all opinion. And that is what they they try to do. And there are actually some very good reporters at Fox. The problem is that the way that they present themselves, there isn't a clear delineation. They, they don't try to 
tell people that they just have it's Fox News, you know, and that is the that and the, honestly the same thing with MSNBC, yeah. honestly, uh, and I think that's that is a big issue that Fox has, and it's and if they if they made more of an effort to do that then I think people would look at them. And if MSNBC did the same thing, I think people would look at them and MSNBC in a different light. I never miss Chris Wallace, but I also try not to miss uh, George Stephanopoulos, you know, for Sunday morning news shows. Yeah. And and because you really see them grill both sides. people. But that's, sides. Uh, those are officially like on M NBC, like actual yeah. like NBC or ABC News or something yeah. like that. There's no delineation. That's just news. There's no... That like George Stephanopoulos or uh, what was the the um, face the nation face the nation or yeah. shows like that? That is a news show because yeah. they interview people. It's not just an opinion show. Yeah. Um, CNN does kind of does the same thing. Like when it gets to, at night, you have like opinion shows. People come on and everything like that. Uh, if there was more of a delineation, if we knew more where the cutoff was, and if they said, "Here's our." opinion shows i think a lot of people would look at those channels i know i would look at the channels like in a, in a different light yeah depending what time it is hard to tell i like bloomberg news too but you know sometimes that's hard to i look at bloomberg too <clears throat> i try not to <laughs> he's he's he's, he's oh oh you mean the man. Bloomberg mm -hmm. the man i meant <laughs> bloomberg the the channel yeah i mean like i i, I look at bloomberg news i don't I, like, well, you can't look at Bloomberg the man. I mean, wasn't he murdered live on stage by Elizabeth Warren last year? <laughs> that was a maiming. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, he's. I he's didn't still, realize he'd he survive. has a. He has she a has skills. She has. She has it's skills. Defense. <laughs> well, like Chris Christie took out. She, she Mark took Rubio. him out very quickly, Chris, and nobody else on that stage. Yeah, did. Chris Christie did that to Ru Rubio. Yeah, Actually yeah, yeah. helped Trump, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Same if, kind of thing. Um, if Warren knows her target and has a specific thing that she wants to do, then she can go for the jugular. If it's off the cuff there, she can't do that. I don't disagree, but That's she, what I'm saying. she had a skill and she used it well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, don't, I, I think if you've seen her in person, you wouldn't say that. I have seen her in person. Oh, there you yeah. go. I I went to uh, one of her first um, rallies in, in uh, Northampton. Um, I actually shook her hand. I like Elizabeth Warren. I I was I was pulling for Elizabeth Warren. Um but she's still better as our senator. She I I I'm not disappointed to have her stay as my senator. I would have yeah. liked her in a in the in the um in the executive uh in, in Can you imagine like if they labor made her, or something like that. They made her the treasury secretary. See that's banks like that would that. that would be Yeah. <laughs> something like that. Like I, I would I would have preferred would have been her like fun to during watch. this. Um because she's not great at running for things. She's like Biden. <laughs> she well, and I'll I'll have you note, Biden actually won many times as senator and you know, was twice elected vice president and once elected president. And Elizabeth Warren's been in two elections and he the three elections and won two of them. He didn't get he didn't get elected vice president. Obama got elected president and he brought him along. Like Biden yeah. is not good at running for president. 
Well, I mean, the only reason he won what do you was think because he's he got doing to the up. economy. Third time lucky. <laughs> uh, he, that that was a calculated move by the by the centrist Democrats yeah. because they all dropped out at the same time on Super Tuesday, yeah. and because they didn't want to divide the vote, and they they chose him. That's basically like they chose him. Well, it was a coronation. Well, uh, black voters in um, was it South Carolina? Yeah, they made they tipped him over. Yeah, yeah. That right. that was the turning I, point. Yeah, because he was losing before that. Yeah, but he won that. He won that. He won big. that. He if they if they didn't do that, then I don't think he would have done that well in Super Tuesday. I agree with you. Probably not. I mean, that is South Carolina. Plus, he had a lot with Clyburn. Jim Clyburn. Yeah. Is that the is that yes. the guy in South Carolina? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. Yeah. He had a, he had a lot of help from him, and like, a lot Cly- of people. Clyburn like him. made him absolutely. Yeah. But so. I, you know, as I've as I've remarked before. Uh, it turns out that, um, considering what a squeaker it was, I really think picking Biden was the best choice because I'm not sure someone more lefty or less male could have actually won. I don't think uh, Bernie or Warren or Harris or anybody else would have been able to, to, to you know, neutralize the the white guy panic that that was driving Trump. Yeah, I mean, so, like a calculated move. I'm just, I just, anytime that. So it, black Americans were correct in saying that we got to pick the white guy because otherwise white guys, white America won't won't vote for him. So you you had our number. They had our number. Well, I didn't hear that at the meeting last month. Uh, okay. <laughs> yes, we're we're not a monolith, Mike. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> Love of God, but I thought you guys are all alike. Oh my God. <laughs> no, um, just us country club the, wasps. Uh, Tucker and I were practically the same. You put ooh. us in a room together, you can't tell us apart. <laughs> what were we talking about? Of I have no idea. Basically, I, the the point I was trying to make is like when we when we talk about Biden's win or we talk about Warren, um, how the it we need to we we can't forget the part where uh, he didn't win of his own accord. He he had a massive amount of help from the other people that were running against him. That's who's, true. Whose whose interest? You know, people who it was in their interest for him to win. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like that was the all the people that dropped out were more uh, on on the center side. Or and they're all like, getting um, and they all got, Yeah, they all got they got, all got. I mean. Buttigieg, oh, Buttigieg, Secretary of Transportation, the clip. Uh, Klobuchar. Klobuchar, I forgot her the nickname I gave her. She didn't get a job, but I don't think she wanted it. No, I think she wanted to stay in the Senate. Yeah. So, and that they need that's, her. Yeah. So they all got jobs. Like that's just how it happened. Um, the pray, like, I don't like giving praise on Biden because he did do a good job after he was like it was like beating up a child, but um, <laughs> just but uh. He did do a good job, Av, but that is that is an asterisk that I will not let go forever. Well, it's not the first time that happened in politics. No. The, the forces that be got together and went, uh-oh. Yeah, no. <laughs> we better- That we, person. We better pick that neutral party. Yeah. I mean, I think even that's how Lincoln got in, was that, you know- Yes, that is part of it, yeah. Yeah, that it was yeah. sort of a compromise to try and hold, you know, together yeah. some- Yeah, and I'm not going to say, like, he didn't win- 
it's just this this is a footnote that is important when yeah. we're talking about who won, who lost, who was good at running, who was not good at running, things like that. Well, I just wanted to. Also, I don't really like him. Well, so what, what do you think of this? <laughs> do you do you feel like our economy's going in the right direction? Do you think we're going to be okay? Or are you worried about it? Me yeah. specifically? Yeah. Um, I mean, are you like, oh, great, this is going to be fine, or is it like, oh, I don't know, let's watch this? Or I, I am, I am hesitant to say anything like that. I mean, like the, the, th- the things that like, like the um, executive orders that he released today are are a step in a good direction like if especially if we're talking about a capitalist country um something that really interesting that he said like while talking about it was capital like capitalism uh without competition is exploitation that's a good one he is a capitalist but he wants competition and the the stuff that he uh, ordered today, um, actually, some of them aren't just uh, uh, executive executive orders. They were laws that were passed that have been slow walked. Yeah. So, um, like the thing with the everybody's talking about the hearing aids because that's like a very I didn't hear about that. Uh, one of the things is that uh, hearing aids you cost like thousands of dollars right now. You have to go to a doctor. You have right. to get checked out. And you have to get Elizabeth fitted. Warren passed the law that made them over the counter. They are now going to be over the counter because that law they slow walked it. I didn't well, know that. The yeah. law said that we need to the FDA or, or whatever agency needs to make rules for how this is going to work. Uh during the Trump administration, there was no focus on that. Nobody made those rules, so the law couldn't go into effect. This says you are going to make these rules within 120 days, and so those will be implemented by next year. So you'll be able to buy uh, hearing aids over the counter. Now, that means there's more competition because anybody can release Bose can make hearing aids. Bose, right. that, oh man, yeah, that would be pretty cool. Well, and because the sound, you know, right now hearing aids are yeah. pretty crude. They're like they amplify, sort of put some blue mechanical, in there? Yeah. Like, yeah, have Siri up. Yep, there, and know. and boost the you know voices <laughs> against background noise and all that. Yeah, yeah they, they they are really expensive and really bad. So yeah. this is good. This yeah, is I think good. it's good to like if we're going to be capitalists then there there should be more competition like the the amount of banks that we've Release had the are the the, the amount of banks cracking. that we have have has gone down because consolidation all over the place oh, that's massive. terrible it's terrible and he was talking about like how uh he like biden's worried about people being unbanked like the the poor like less advantaged like people in certain areas and i and i just was thinking you know how to solve that post office banks yeah he knows exactly how to solve that no (laughs) i went into a store during um covid and uh, they were open for takeout only but they would not take my cash they only wanted a credit card or a phone cash is disgusting I, i mean that's that's totally legal it's, it's, mean, not, it's not how I'd operate. Ca- cash is legal tender in this country. It has to be accepted. No, but but for, for, that's public and private. But if you're running a, I actually looked into this. If you're running a retail business, it's like you you don't have a debt. I, I'm not collecting a debt. If you want to, if you want that that thing I'm selling, you have to, you know, I t- take payment in what the form I want. Legal tender mean? It means that if I'm offered to pay a debt, especially to the government, then the government has to take the money, has to yeah. take the cash. Well, anyway, I was horrified because it meant that all the homeless folks in Northampton yeah. couldn't go in there. 
Yeah, that is that is one of the things like people talk about a cashless society. I Mm -hmm. really that really worries me because you need a bank, you know, and not everybody can have a bank. Not everybody has enough money because banks can be expensive. Direct deposit at work. And one of the guys came in and said, I have Green Dot. Can Mm -hmm. you direct deposit to my Green Dot? We had to look Mm -hmm. into it. And you can. But that's how he was approaching not having a bank. That's how people like companies like that. That's how people get around it. Like Green Dot or like Walmart's going to start like Hazard is going to start doing the stuff like that. It's it's terrible. It's honestly banking, especially in a in a complex market based society like ours. Banking is a utility in the same way that legal organized crime. It's a utility the same way <laughs> a broadband u- internet is a utility. Exactly. <laughs> or electricity or yes. it it it's a public good. I mean basic commer- basic personal consumer commercial banking. We're gonna have to talk about cryptocurrency next time because we're right on the edge of it. Yeah, are no, we at the end? We are we at get, the end. Oh. And yeah, but yeah. Uh, 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 cryptocurrency is a blight on our society. It should should be illegal around the world. And that from the son of an investment banker. Good to know. Yeah. (laughs) It's not money. It isn't money. I agree with you. It's like stocks. That's basically what it is. It's it's not even that, but we'll we'll, we'll have to. (laughs) We can do a supplemental if we really want to argue about this right now. Otherwise, we'll do it next week. Quick, play the music. Get us out of here. It's already playing. <laughs> Fun fact, Sue doesn't wear headphones, so she doesn't know what's going on when I do stuff like that. Right. So uh, I am wearing headphones, so I do know what's going on because Jamra tells me everything. There you go. Uh, thank you, Jamra. So, uh, Sue, actually, thanks for doing the show with me tonight as well. And uh, thank you, everybody out there for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. We've got Subculture coming up in just a couple of minutes here on Valley Free Radio, followed by uh, Table of Contents at 10 and then OK Asia at midnight. Uh, And we've got some more repeat shows going into the wee early hours, uh, which are absolutely worth listening to as well. And uh, we'll have a broadcast of this show uh, re-airing next Monday at 4 p.m. And uh, sometime in the early hours of Monday, there'll be a podcast version of this on all the various streaming services. So just listen to us over and over again on a loop. Why wouldn't you? Um, (laughs) Don't answer that. I don't want to know. Anyway, um, that's going to do it now for Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. Thank you for listening. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.